lift up your hands this morning. Father, we thank you for the privilege that you've given us to gather here again. Father, we count it an honor. We count it a privilege to be here. We don't take it lightly. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that is present here this morning with us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that the spirit of truth, the revealer of truth is here this morning. I thank you, Lord, that the entrance of your word bringeth light. Thank you, Lord, that every ear is anointed to hear. Every heart is receptive to receive your word. Let your word go forth with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let it be like a hammer that chips away the stone. Let your word be a fire that is shut up in their bones. I thank you, Lord, that your word is a lifter of people. I thank you, Lord, that your word is a lifter of people. I thank you that whatever came here downcasted, Father, will leave out of here with their head high, rejoicing at the faithfulness of their God. I thank you, Lord, that your healing power is present, that even now you began to do a work in the hearts of your people. Father, we love you. We honor you. We honor your word. We honor your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there's none like you, Lord. I thank you that not one person is here by accident. I thank you that they are here by divine appointment. You've drawn them unto yourself, Lord. Speak to them this morning. Speak to them. Put their word in my mouth, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing upon my life to minister to these, your people. Thank you for all that you've done even this past week. Father, for all the souls that came into your kingdom, every life that was transformed, every life that was changed by the power of your gospel. Thank you that you're with us confirming your word with miracles, signs, and wonders. Father, for you said to go and compel the people and bring them to your house because your house, you like to see your house filled. And I pray, I, I, Father, I, I pray you're pleased with us, Lord. You said one plants, one waters, but you give it the increase. <laughs> we see your mighty hand. We see your mighty hand. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your people this morning. May not one leave out of here the same. I pray that even before they leave out of here, they leave out of here with a new song in their heart, declaring, look what the Lord has done. I thank you for an awakening. I thank you for a fresh wind of your spirit. I thank you, Lord, for a fresh wind of your spirit and of your fire upon your people that they may leave out of here red hot on fire for you, Father, <laughs> and for you only. And we will always be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. In Jesus' mighty name, and all the God's people shouted aloud. Woo! We'll high five about two or three people. Tell them they picked a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm excited. There's a lot of great things that have taken place. How many of you know we are a church on the go? A church on the go is a church that will grow. You know, one of our prayers is, Lord, any agent of the devil set out to stop the advancement of this house or the family's representative of this house comes to nothing in the mighty name of Jesus. Because Jesus said, I will build my church. 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against God's house. And that's God's people. That's you. So no matter what is happening, you have a promise that as long as you're connected to the vine, your, your life will always go upwards and never downwards. You always go forward and never backwards. No matter what is happening, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So I pray that every agent of the devil against the advancement of the house of God, against the advancement of the people of this house, comes to nothing in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. There are agents set out to try to hinder your advancement and your growth. But Jesus already took care of that. And we just enforce what already has been done. You're going to continue to grow. This house will continue to grow. This house will continue to go. Hallelujah. We're going to go in the face of every adversary like we did this last week. The doors are opening. And the doors that God opens, no man can shut. The doors that God opens in your life, no one can shut. And the doors that God closes, no man can open. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We've had a great week. Just last week, um, we've seen 141 decisions for Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord some praise. 141 decisions. That's what you are a part of here at the Power Love Church. We're not just here dwindling our thumbs. Amen. We're, uh, we're, we're going. Amen. And we're winning souls for the kingdom of God. Lives are being changed. Lives are being transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we're carriers of that power. We are anointed to go and set the captives free. Can you say amen? Just through the call center last week, 27 decisions for Jesus Christ. Just by picking up the phone. And that's not, there's like hundreds of calls that are made. And so uh, that have already come or uh, already given their lives to the Lord through outreaches. But in case they didn't, 27 decisions gave their lives to the Lord through the phone. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we had an outreach at a neighborhood last week. And uh, we seen 51 decisions. The doors are opening for us to come into the neighborhood subdivisions and use their, 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 their recreation park, the, the centers. And they're allowing us to come. And we got to talk to the, the Stephanie, I think was her name. Stephanie, she was the, the um, HOA president. And she was there at the outreach. And she loved it. And she said, this is exactly what we need. The gospel was preached. An altar call was given. People received, you know, salvation. They received their healing. They received peace right there. Not in a church, right there. You are a mobilist revivalist. Wherever you go, that's where the altar is. Amen. And so 51 decisions gave their life, uh, people gave their lives to Jesus. And she said, we, this is what we need. This is what's going to change everything. And she says, I'm going to stay in contact with Erica, and we've got a lot of other activities that we want to bring y'all in so that y'all can do what y'all do. I said, just let us do what we do, and we'll take care of everything. Amen. 
And so that's just one of many doors that are going to open. You know, we, we, we went into uh, elementary school last year, and I knew by the Lord that this is going to be a year where doors are going to open in more in the schools to reach the young generation. Hallelujah. And so just in a, then a couple of months, like not even a couple of weeks later, uh, we did an elementary school, and then a middle school just o- opened up for us. We have a, when is that outreach? March 1st, and then a high school opened up. A high school opened up. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? And so 51 decisions at that outreach, and then the brothers went to the prison last Sunday. Hallelujah. They had two Holy Ghost service at the Clement unit. And I, I, I'm telling you, the, the, it was powerful. Should I call you Brother Ram or should I call Brother Gabriel? I don't know. I might just call both of y'all. But there was 63 decisions for Jesus Christ. Give the Lord some praise. Come here, Brother Gabriel. He's trying to ignore me because he's looking straight. So that's why I'm going to pick him. Give us a little report what the, what the Lord did. I know Brother Chris was sharing some things with me and Brother Ram. And so uh, what, did, what did the Lord do, Gabriel, Brother Gabriel? God's amazing. He did. A, he did a lot, but uh, actually, he did something for me. I, I'm still amazed because because I believe I missed like three services, right? Because so so some, but uh, when I went this time, it was different. It was different for me because I was sharing the word, and then Pastor Sam was teaching Sunday night about how the anointing you release that anointing, right? So when I was preaching the word. I felt the anointing, like, like the uh, the word blowing out. You know what I mean? The word, you know what I mean? And, and as I was preaching the word, you know what I mean? Like God was giving me a vision, like this is what God created me to be. You know what I mean? Cause, cause I was putting stuff on the shelf, how, how the way I was dressed and the way I was talking, right? Cause I have little, little slang words. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but God was showing me this is what I created you to be, Gabriel. Come on. To, so I was sharing the word and just sharing, man. And then while I was there, this guy came up to me and he was talking to me, man. You know what I'm saying? I was in the back. He was just sharing with me, like the way, what, uh, the, re- the reason why he was in there, this and that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And he was just sharing and sharing and that he wanted to change, this and that. And I'm like, man, that Bible right there you're sharing. Stay connected to that word, you know what I mean? It tears out. And then when I was sharing my testimony, I shared my testimony, right? I was just sharing my testimony, how he restored my marriage and this and that, how he delivered me from drugs and stuff like that, right? And then at the end, we were doing the altar call. And I was just standing right there. He just came up to me out of nowhere, like, man, where you coming from? <laughs> you know what I mean? But tears out, man. He was like, he came up to me, man. And then he started sharing, man. I want what, what God get, what God did to you. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? And, and then, also, man, we just started crying, man, like this. I mean, we were crying. It made me cry. Like, man. And then after I got done praying with him, God was showing me. So I, have, I ain't going to lie, man. I fell to my knees, man, and just started tearing up because it, it, it backed me back to remembrance what the Lord has done in my life. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, well, you know, they, like, he, he restored my marriage, man. And, you know, when I first came to this church, I wasn't trying to work on my marriage. I wasn't trying to get delivered from drugs. I just came to church to come to church, right? You know what I mean? But God had other plans for me that I didn't even know. You see what I'm saying? It, it's crazy because before even that, I wrote a letter to, uh, to the Lord asking him to, uh, to restore my marriage right because I read this letter in there. And I asked the Lord to restore my marriage to, he to heal any wounds that that's in me, to burn them out. You know what I mean? At the same time, when I wrote that letter, I got out. You know what I'm saying? And then I went back to the world. And then that, 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 uh, then that, I think it was like a Friday, Saturday night. It was like two, three in the morning. I was, I was getting turned, I was getting turned up. You know what I mean? I was, <laughs> but, uh, at that same time, it's crazy how it got worse because I looked at my phone like, and then I had a missed call from my wife. And we weren't together at that time. I'm like, man. And then, Somehow, because she would never let me go over her house, right? So I went over. Somehow I got over, you know what I'm saying? And then at that point on, that's when, that's when I had that dollar bill with the dope in my sock. I mean, I had the dollar bill with dope and, and the dollar bill I had in my sock. So I went to her house, right? And Friday came along, Saturday came along, then Sunday came along, and then Sunday we came to church together. And then once I was walking in, that's when the Lord that's when the Lord said, there you go, Gabriel. What you going to do now? Huh? What you going to do? As he, he say, you remember that letter you wrote? Huh? Come on. You remember that letter, huh? I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember that letter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember that letter, but check it out. That's how it got worse, man. You know what I mean? He happened to make a decision. I told my family. You know what I'm saying? After that. I've been clean after that, eight years, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this, though, man. God's good, man. We don't go out there for just to go out there, you know what I mean? We, we go out there to share, to share the love of Jesus. That's basically it, man. It's, all, it's always going to be about Jesus. It's not about us no more, you know what I mean? We used to be radical in the world. Now we're radical for Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Now he, he switched it up, right? He switched it up because I wasn't even radical at that time, you know what I mean? My wife was radical before me. You know what I mean? But God did something ever since COVID hit. Something happened. You know what I mean? And I believe something happened in that prison. To me, you know what I mean? Like, man, God's good. You know what I mean? And I got a lot to share, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold out, hold out that testimony. But I'm just going to say this. If you love God, you love people. If you love God, you love people. If you love God, you love your brothers and sisters. If you love God, you love your brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? I had to repeat that to myself because I was going through something. But like I, like I said, if you love God, you love people. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory. God is good. Amen. And then 63, 63 decisions for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. Lives are being changed. Lives are being impacted. How many of you can say my life has been impacted? Yeah. Glory to God. You know, one of the things that T.O. Osborne, if you know T.O. Osborne, who's gone uh, to be with the Lord, he, he said, 
you know, one thing that you have to know is that you have what you have to get this in you. He says, you what people need, you have. And what you have, people need. And when you truly believe that, you'll know that as freely as you have received, you will freely give. You have the answer to a hurt and dying world. And his name is Jesus. Can you say amen? That's what people need. Glory. They think they know what they need. If God can only give me a boo, if God can only help me win the lotto, if God can only, you know, but they need Jesus because only Jesus can save a soul and only Jesus can fill every void. Amen. Who's thankful for Jesus? I want to, uh, you know, I've been sharing on the anointing for breakthrough. And um, I'm just going to continue on the, on the same lines. And I pray that, you know, uh, uh, the Lord will speak something to you this morning. Uh, um, and I know that he will if you, if you, if you, if you grab something. Amen. You got to grab something. It's like when you go out to eat after service today, you, you, you're going to walk into the restaurant, but you're going to have to put your order in. And I want to tell you that this morning, you walked into this house, but put your order in. Amen. Talk to the Lord. I hope you've already talked to him. Like, I know, I know I talked to the Lord, you know, beforehand. And so, and when, and when you, and when you talk to God, God answers you. Amen. The Bible says that the ears of the Lord are open to the prayers of the righteous. And so he, he, he's not only, uh, he doesn't only hear your prayers, but he's an answering praying God. And so, you know, it's so important uh, what's been our, um, our foundational scripture has been quite a few because I repeat them a lot. But, I, I, you know, faith coming by hearing, not having heard. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I've been uh, uh, um, uh, quoting Isaiah chapter uh, 10, verse 27, I believe it is. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and put it up there. Isaiah um, chapter 10, verse 27. How many of you brought your Bibles? Amen. Hallelujah. And so it says, and it shall come to pass. In that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke shall, will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The, the burden will be li lifted and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the spirit of God in your life. You know, the spirit of God in your life is the spirit of power. And you need to see yourself that way. You need to see your, yourself as somebody that is endued or is a carrier of the, the spirit of God. The Bible says that we are born of the spirit of God. And then... We are endued when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the power of God. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power. Shout power. That's ability, might. That word power is dunamis power, dynamite power, explosive power. Hallelujah. And so when you have received that that the infilling of the Holy Spirit, then the, what happened to Jesus will begin to happen in your life. And, and it's not just for, you know, uh, uh, certain people. It's for all those that believe.
The Bible says in, in Luke chapter 4, go ahead and turn there. In Luke chapter 4, verse, uh, um, is it uh, 18? Hallelujah. These are scriptures that I've been uh, reading to you. Luke chapter 14, verse 18. Jesus said, the Bible says that he had, after he had been baptized, uh, uh, th that he was led into the wilderness uh, by the Spirit and, and, and where he fasted and prayed 40 days and 40 nights. And then after, and he was tempted by the devil. And then, then the Bible says that after that, uh, uh, the Bible says that he came out in the, the power of the Spirit. He went in led, but then he came out in the power of the Spirit, and then he preached his first sermon. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me. He had anointed me. You know, you are anointed. There is, the Bible says that there is an anointing within you. You know, there is an anointing within every believer. There is an anointing in your life. Jesus Christ is the anointed one and his anointing. And when you receive them, you are anointed. Say, I am anointed. To preach the gospel to the poor, there's a purpose for the anointing within you. And then there's an anointing that God puts upon you. And there's a purpose for that as well. But I want to talk about the anointing within you. Hallelujah. And then he, put, he said, to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Oh, hallelujah. You know, if you're going to do this, you need, which we are called, Jesus told, gave us a great commission. Did he or did he not? Luke uh, uh, put a... Uh, uh, Luke 16. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm sorry, not Luke 16. Uh, put up. Uh, glory to God. Mark 16, I'm sorry. Mark 16. Who's glad they came to church? Mark 16, 15. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Mark 16, verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye. Go ye. Look at your neighbor and says, Are you going ye? <laughs> or are you saying, Oh, me, me? <laughs> if you're not going, oh, if you're not Go ye, you're going to be one that says, oh, me. So you can choose to say, I'm going to go so that I can eliminate every, oh, me. You won't have time for, oh, me, when you go ye. Yeah, that's right. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. All the world starts in your neighborhood. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be condemned, shall be damned. And these signs, say signs, shall follow them that believe. How many believers are here this morning? 
Oh, that, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Not run from devils. Devils will be running from you. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up, uh, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. That doesn't talk about go handle snakes. There's people that do that. That's not talking about drinking poison. That's talking about in, it God protects, gives you immunity. He protects you even in the mist, you know, just like we've seen him do in our lives. Glory to God. Even through the deadliest viruses. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not they might, they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Aren't you glad we don't go in our own strength, in our own, <laughs> in our own might? The Bible says it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God is the Spirit of power. Can you say amen? And the Lord working with them and confirming the word, confirming the word with signs following. Can you say amen? The Bible says that in the book of Isaiah, speaking of the people of God, that the children of God are for a sign and a wonder. That, that is what your life should look like. You should be producing so much result in your life that it leaves people wondering. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that that is the kind of, of year 2024 is going to be for you. What God begins to do in your life as you continue to yield to him. Oh, it's going to leave people in amazement. Because they already thought what your life was going to turn out to be like. About to see a shifting in your life that is going to leave them wondering, like, how the heck? And you're going to say, my God, hallelujah. If that's going to be you, say amen. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, and, and this doesn't happen to the casual. Or because you think you should, God should do something for you. God has given us kingdom principles that when we abide in them or by them, then we are able to experience the life that he has set out for his children. And it's a good life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Has the Holy Ghost come upon you? Have you received the gift you know, Jesus is the gift to the world, but the Holy Ghost is the gift to the church. Oh, how many of you like gifts? Well, this, after Jesus, then this is the next gift you, you need. Glory be to God. Holy Ghost power. Not religion. Not a denomination. Not just belonging to a church. Not just saying I went to church, but an empowered life. That bears much fruit for the glory of God is through a Holy Ghost filled life. 
And who qualifies to receive the Holy Ghost? The hungry. If you've given your life to Jesus, all the requirement is, all those of you that hunger and thirst, drink. The Bible says if, if, if earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will your heavenly father give unto you the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. You shall receive power. You are anointed to go, to produce, to bear results. Why is it important? You know, I, I, I shared with you before that, that the power of God is not negotiable for the believer. We need to walk in the power of God. I mean, just look around. More than ever, we need to be endued with power. And the beautiful thing about the, 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 the Holy Ghost is that we can partake fresh drinks of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says to be ye being continually filled. I like to think that the power of love church is like a gas station. When you pull in here, you pull in to get filled. So that what fills you here will empower you out there. Because this Holy Ghost power is not so that you can come to church. It's so that you can go out in the world and be a witness of the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't need the, you know, the Holy Ghost power is not so that you can speak in tongues and shake here at the church and say hallelujah, praise the Lord, and then go out there and be defeated, a victim, cowardly, running. It's to empower you so that you can go out there and face every adversary and put them to flight. Jesus said, all authority, all power has been given unto me. And then he says, now you go. I give it unto you so that you can run, so that you can run like a chicken. We're not of the family of the chickens. We're of the family of the eagles. And eagles soar high. Eagles do not get tangled in storms. Eagles soar high. I just got me a new book, and it looks dangerous. And it's a family of the eagles. By Bishop Wave, I said, this is, this is dangerous. But we're, that's what God calls us. And you shouldn't settle for anything else. Why am I telling you this? Because I know, I've done this. I grew up with him. I know him and him. You know, my husband said, the world is rude. They are rude. But more ruder and more uglier are the religious people. And that's who Jesus was always charging up. The religious. I got to stay in, in place. Say power, say anointing to go forward, to bear fruit, to get results for kingdom expansion. The Bible says a lot to carry. The Bible says, hallelujah, glory be to God, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
glory. It says in Matthew 11, 11 and 12. Matthew, verse 11, chapter 11, verse 11 and 12. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there had not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, the Bible says, or Jesus said, he that is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Why is that? Because of the covenant that we are a part of. Because of what Jesus has done for us. Because of all the new covenant provisions that have come as a result of the life of Jesus. Then it says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent take it by force. You're going to take your health back. You're going to take your family back. You're going to take your destiny back. Whatever it is that belongs to you is going to be by the spirit of power. By what Christ Jesus has deposited upon your life that you're going to grab what is yours and take it back for yourself in Jesus' name. Unto the glory of God. Can you say amen? amen? God did not call you unto shame. He called you unto glory. God did not call you to go give out reasons why it's not working. He gave you what it's going to take for it to work for you. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John 15, what? Five, I think. I think. John 15, five. Let's see, let's see what's there. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. John 15, 5. We have a new system, and it takes a little while, so don't think they're slow back there. Because I was thinking that, and then they had to school me and be like, Pastor Sam, you got a new system. And I said, thank you for informing me. It helps me to know. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. The system needs anointing. <laughs> he, is that what he said? Is that what he said? I didn't even hear that. But uh, He who abides in me, to abide means to dwell, to live in. It's not you have visiting rights. God doesn't want visitors. He wants dwellers. Amen. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, that's the secret. And I in him bears much fruit. Say much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You know, you get to a point in your life that you not only realize that without Jesus, you can't do nothing. You realize, I don't even want to think about doing anything without Jesus. <laughs> Anybody there? I don't even want to think about doing anything. Abide in him. Him and you. His word in you. And Jesus said, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Hallelujah. That's what happened in the life of Peter. 
go to Acts chapter 3. I think it is. Acts chapter 3. Glory be to God. The, 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 the Holy Ghost had just came upon them. Come on. The Holy Ghost, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost uh, had just came upon them. The Bible says that they were endued with power. They began to speak in other tongues. They began to glorify and praise God. People thought they were drunk. And then Peter rose up and preached with boldness and said, this is not a, 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 a drunk man as you suppose. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This was the outpouring of the spirit of God. People thought they were drunk. People thought that they were crazy. Just like some people think you're crazy. Now they were drunk, but they weren't drunk of that stuff. They were drunk of the new wine. Hallelujah. And in Acts chapter 3, the Bible tells us that Peter and John, 3 verse 1. Listen. Jesus said, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done. You can put in a demand. Hallelujah. And then it says here, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Wow, they went to church. Being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily, say daily, at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, they, he asked them for money. And Peter, remember, the Holy Ghost had just came upon them. <laughs> Glory be to God. See, the Holy Ghost, when he comes upon you, is to empower you to be a witness. Can I tell you, a witness is somebody that has seen. With the, it's not somebody that heard. It's they, they seen firsthand. And when, when you, and he makes you a witness. Hallelujah. And, and then the Bible says, and Peter who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked the alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Oh, man. See, this time Peter wasn't trying to hide. He was saying, look at us. And he gave heed unto them. Listen very carefully. It's important. The Bible says, take heed how you hear. And I always encourage the people. Is one, you know, just because you're hearing doesn't mean you're listening. You know, just because you're here doesn't mean you're here. What does that mean, Pastor Andy? Because you're here, but you're really not here. You're looking at me, but your mind is somewhere else. Somebody said, ah, she caught me. I, don't, I didn't catch nobody. I'm just trying to help somebody not leave the same out of here. Are you with me? There's all kinds of distraction in this life, but you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have focus. And Jesus told us, take heed how you hear. I don't know about you, but I always say, I didn't get up just to get up. I didn't show up just to show up. I came to get what is mine. Hallelujah. And the in the meeting, 
when, when you, I, I'm, when, if, as I'm ministering, he listen with the intention for grace. And as you do that, the spirit of God begins to move on your life. He begins to do what only he can do for you. The, you're, you're, when you're heeding, you're, you're receiving that from that anointing. You're receiving from that anointing. It comes upon your life. And the, the Bible says that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that removes the burden. And whatever yoke is upon your life, whether it be a sickness, a circumstance, an oppression, whatever it is at the sound of the word of God, and as you hear to it, may every yoke of bondage be destroyed from you in the mighty name of Jesus. May every burden be lifted in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, shout amen. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Oh, he didn't even know what was coming yet. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. It's not that they were broke. It's that that's not what the man needed. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. But such as I have, give I to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Silver and gold have I none, but this that I do have, I give unto you. Peter said, I got something for you. I got it. You think you know what you need, but I have something greater than what you think you need. What you think you need is what you've been receiving this whole time, sitting here begging, but it hasn't done you any good because what you need cannot be fixed with money. What you need, only Jesus can fix it for you. says that the name of Jesus is the name above all names. That at the sound of that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess in heaven, on earth, and under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord. If it has a name, it has to bow to the name. And that name has been given unto you. You just got to know what you are carrying. In the name, in the name, Jesus said, in my name, you will go out and cast out devils. In my name, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. It's the name of Jesus. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name. Peter said, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. But if you've been wearing the name like a rabbit's tail, it ain't going to work. Because the name of Jesus is not a good luck charm. It's the name. 
that defeated death, hell, and the grave. And God has given you legal right to that name. You have a legal right. When the devil tries to come around and says, who gave you the right? My father. He gave me the right. Who gave you the right? My father gave me the right. He signed the check. In the name. In the name. In the name. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. He knew what he had. You got to know what you are a carrier of. You are anointed. You got the spirit of power living on the inside of you. Oh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down every vain imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing everything to the obedience of the word of God. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name. And he took him by the right hand. I can picture it. I can picture it. You know, I, it, it, for me, it's like my high. <laughs> Tell me my high. me like is seeing lives changed <laughs> that that is like it's done and that's why it's the it's it's the best the best kingdom expansion is Rain or shine is the best, is the best thing to be a part of. Seeing souls won and seeing loves ch lives change right before your eyes. Because I know what God has done in my life. I know what God has done in the life of my husband, but it's, it's sweet to see it happen in the lives of people. And to know that I sat there and I was talking to my husband and I, and I was like, I was like having a moment. And it wasn't even that time, you know what I'm saying? That's too much information. Not that that messes me up in any kind of way. Because I, I told the Lord, I said, you know, that's a natural thing for people, but let that not be my portion, please. I think I do okay. And so I was telling my husband, I was just, what a responsibility. And I'm speaking as a believer, of course, we're pastors. But just in general, to, for something to have been, a key to have been given unto you and for you to put that key up when you can unlock other people's destinies. is a dangerous thing. Woe unto me if I don't do it. It's like, 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 you know, you, 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 we've been given a key that not only has unlocked our destiny, but it'll unlock other people's destiny. But yet we're like, we have it put up. When we can be using it and be like, let me tell you what you need. You need Jesus. Let me tell you, Jesus can heal you. Let me tell you what he's done in my life. Let me testify of the goodness of God. What God is doing in your lives, frankly, is amazing. In such a short amount of time. You know, there's, there's, 
he's a barber, and he has a barber shop, and uh, he's famous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I tell you, Frankie, you're, you're famous. I mean, like, no te lo creas, okay? Amen. They won't have to pray for you to. I'm just kidding. But, you know, let me, God is doing amazing things. Let me tell you, we're living in the greatest hour. And, 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 and they, 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 how long has it been since you've come to the power of love? A year and a half. And, I mean, I, they, they have, a, they have a three beautiful daughters. They're all involved. Some are in the cameras. Some are helping with the kids. And, you know, uh, um, um, and then they have a, a son. But just what God has done in their lives, uh, you know, Cheyenne has been, this girl, when she started coming to the church, I kid you not, you know those Ziploc bags? And they have them in different sizes, little ones, little ones. Well, hers was this big, the, the giant ones, like the freezer ones. And she had, she had, she was, had a, 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 a Ziploc bag this big full of prescription drugs, uh, 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 just all kinds of medications. Uh, and that was her bag. It was like a bulky, big old Ziploc bag. And, and, and she sent me a picture of it one time, or you were doing a live to share your testimony or something like that. But the Lord totally radically set her free <laughs> right and then her husband they knew of God you know they knew of God they knew religion but something happened when they got this on the inside of them something happened when they got this 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 word of the spirit of power coming on the inside of you and, and, and their lives begin to radically be changed. And, and it's so awesome because, because, you know, a lot of things have happened. They've been so committed and so consistent. And, and, and just recently, uh, they, you know, they're, they're, they're doing out, uh, outreaches in their facility. But I, I, I love it because now there's a, an organization, that's what it is, and, and, and now even some schools that are bringing bus loads of teenagers to their place and they get to talk to them they get to lead them to Jesus how many people did you lead to the Lord last <laughs> 20 kids gave their lives to the Lord <laughs> and he's like and and the, the schools want to work for him they're bringing their kids to their facility they don't have to go. They're bringing them to their facility. They're preaching to them. They're leading them to the Lord. And he told me, Pastor Sandy, pretty soon I'm going to have to take one of those vans and, and load it up and bring, bring them to, to the church. And I said, that won't be a problem. You just got to promise me every seat will be filled. And he said, that, that happened. But you're a carrier of something. You have the key. To unlock people's destinies. God has equipped you. And the Bible says freely you have received, freely give. And it's only by the spirit of power. The Bible says that God has not given you the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. He's not giving you the spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of fear, but of but, uh, uh, but the spirit of power, spirit of love, and it's the spirit of a sound mind. Oh, can you say hallelujah? And then, so Peter, the Bible says, took him by the right hand in verse 7 and lifted him up. 
And immediately, shout immediately. Shout immediately again. Oh, hallelujah. Say suddenly. I pray you receive a suddenly this morning. Hallelujah. I pray you receive an immediately this morning. Hallelujah. Can God do it? Will he do it? Oh, hallelujah. And immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. Say strength. And the Bible says, and he leaping up stood. And, you know, and he, you know, I believe that God loves to do miracles. <laughs> uh, and, you know, miracles are for his glory. And miracles are for the unbelievers to see. Hallelujah. And he, the Bible says, leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I want you to say this, walking and leaping and praising God. Say that again, walking and leaping and praising God. Say it one more time like you mean it. Walking and leaping and praising God. Of walking and leaping and praising God. If you believe that, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. And then verse 9 is so important because it says, and all the people saw. The Bible says people will know that they are called, that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will be in awe. They're not going to know because you're going to be out announcing it. Let me tell you, when God does something in you, and God begins to do it through you, it's too much for you to try to explain it. People look at you and say, it had to have been God. They begin to call each other. Did you hear? They begin to spread the news for you. And all the people saw him walking. And what do they do? Listen, they praise God. It says, and they praised, praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. I pray that what God begins to do in your life as you walk in obedience to his word, as you intake everything God has bestowed upon you, that the things that God does will cause other people to receive hope and life and put a praise in their mouths to declare the goodness of God in your life. If you believe that, say amen. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. They were filled with wonder and amazement. They were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto them. You know, whenever Lazarus died and Jesus was called forth, Jesus didn't go immediately. A lot of times we think, we think, you know, that uh, God missed it. 
God never misses it. And God is always an on-time God. It might look like, it, you know, but don't be moved by what it looks like. Don't be moved by what it looks like because God is always working, and he's working in you, and he will work through you. And circumstances are always subject to change. But one thing that you can rest assured is that God never changes, that God is faithful to his word. And if he has spoken it, he shall bring it to pass. If you believe that, shout aloud, amen. amen. Hallelujah. That's why I didn't used to like singing that part. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Because I felt like we have to see it. But there's times where we, we see it in the spirit, but in the natural, it seems like it's not working. But even then, God is working. God is working. You're working. You're making it. You're working. You're making it. Don't ever think nothing is not happening. Don't ever think. That's why. Don't miss tonight. Because tonight I'm going to talk about the God of the breakthrough. Amen. Because you need to know that's who he is. And, and I, this is not a message that you're coming for your, seeking your breakthrough. No, 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 no. Breakthrough is on the inside of you. We're not breakthrough seekers. We are breakthrough developers. In, through you. That's how God works. In you, through you. In you. Through you. God would only do through you what you allow him to do in you. Hallelujah. And when you've yielded to the Lord, that scapel of the word of God has gone to work in you. And there's things happening. Hallelujah. There's things happening for the glory of God. You know, Jesus showed up when Lazarus, he already had died. You know, Martha and Mary were crying. I think it was Martha and Mary. They were crying. And if you would only had been here, he wouldn't have died, you know. And, 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 and they took him to where the tomb was. And, and Jesus said, remove the, the, the stone. But he's been dead for four days. And he, is, I'm sure, is going to stink pretty bad in there. Hey. And, 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 and they rolled away the stone. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you, if you only believe, you will see the glory of God? Didn't I tell you? God is telling somebody this morning because you're frustrated and you think it's not working. You think that things stink it out. Your circumstance stinks too much by now. God didn't show up on time. It's been, it's been there too long in your life. But I want you to know that God is saying, didn't I tell you that if you only believe, you will see the glory of God? I pray that frustration out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. And today you receive a quickening of the spirit of God, a fresh anointing, a new set of eyes to see God moving and working on your behalf. He said, didn't I tell you? If you only believe, you will see the glory of God. What's the key? Stay believing. Stay believing. 
only believe. Don't, Dad. But you don't understand. I don't need to understand. But you don't know. I don't need to know. God is God no matter what. His word still stands forever. But you know, that, that, that takes the spirit of power to, to stand firm and to work it in your life. Because everything else outside of you is going to try to fight that. It's going to want you to quit. It's going to want you to give up. Your flesh always wants to take the easy road out. And, 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 but the, you got what it takes to stand. You got what it takes to keep moving forward. The Bible says it's not by might, not by natural power, but it's by the spirit of God on the inside of you. That's why you're not giving up. That's why you're not quitting. That is why if you get a little discouraged, all you got to do is go before God and get encouraged. You know, anyways, to be encouraged is not a suggestion from God. It's a command. And to be encouraged is not a feeling you get into and get out of. When God told Joshua, be strong. That was the command he gave him before he, they, were out to, they were supposed to go out and take the promised land. He said, be strong. You know what that word be means? Become. Become strength. Become courage. Because if you're just waiting to feel courageous, <laughs> that cup of coffee is going to wear out. That rebel's going to wear out because it's all being in the natural flesh. But he said, become strength. Joshua, be thou strong. Two words, strong and courageous. You know what? Because they were going to need that. You're going to need that to continue to go forward in your 2024, the year of the more. The year in which God is raising you up and making, making you a spectacle to everyone around you for his glory. You know what he tells him? Become, don't feel small. <laughs> become strength. Become courageous. Because if you become that, no matter how you feel, you stay that. And if you stay that, you keep on going. And if you keep on going, you shall see your reward. You will, you're going to have a great outcome. No matter what devil in hell is against you. No matter what harassment of the enemy is against you. Be strong. No matter how many giants are in the land. Don't mind the giants. Mind the almighty God that you serve. And greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. You know, God has the final say. When Goliath came to David... He said, am I a, when David said, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, I, I got him. I got him every, every, you know, uh, Goliath kept calling him a man. Bring me a man that will fight for me. And if he beats me, uh, you know, we'll serve y'all. I'm putting in my translation. And, and nobody wanted to go. And here's David, a sheep caretaker. <laughs> you know, he had worry, uh, uh, he had strong brothers that were in the army. And then his dad said, oh, David, go check on your brothers and take them this lunch. And here's David delivering the lunch. <laughs> and here's all this nervousness in the, in the camp. There's all this nervousness because there's a Philistine that is, that is the harassing the arm, the people of God. 
And, and, and he's saying, bring me a man, and nobody wants to go. And that David said, what, what are y'all saying that they're going to get if whoever beats them? He said, I, <laughs> I got him. He had to convince King Saul to let him fight because King Saul looked at him and said, this is it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this one, but, you know, and he kept insisting, you know. And, 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 and so when, when he came, when he came to, to, day, to, to Goliath, the giant, over nine feet tall, you know, and here's little David, a little shepherd boy with his ruddy face. And the Bible says he was cute. I don't know. We got to see when we get to heaven. But that's what the Bible says. And then I can't believe the pastor said that. I said it, okay? And <laughs> that's what the word says. And so he, he, um, David said, I mean, Goliath said, am I a dog that you come at, come at me with sticks? And he was threatening David. Let's go there. He looked at him and was like, oh, you, where did the time go? I love y'all. I love y'all. If you're visiting, you're probably like, what the kind of church? 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. Give me, give me that other Bible right there. The one under you. Hallelujah. Let me give you the first one. I'm going to start there. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is good. Hallelujah. Oh. Glory, 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 glory. How many of you love the word of the Lord? It's not for cuteness, it's for empowerment. Amen. Ah, the Bible says that the word of a king is power. Hallelujah. So in 1 Samuel chapter 17, I know a lot of people think this is just like a kid's story. And so um, the Bible says, um, you're like, yeah, tell us what the Bible says. Hurry up. Uh, let me see what, um, what verse I want to go with. I think it's going to be, um, um, a verse 41. Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. He said, am I a dog? If you need the, the, the original translation of that word, it's not good. <laughs> but he cursed. Am I a dog? David, am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. He said, come over here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. You know, the enemy likes to talk, and he talks 
a lot. But that's all he does. The, you know, the Bible says, the Apostle Paul said, I don't come to you with eloquent speech. I come to you in the demonstration of the power of God. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but it's a matter of power. Say power. Oh, hallelujah. So no matter what the enemy has said, no matter what threatens, what harassments have come upon your life, upon your businesses, upon your families, upon your ministries, upon your children, whatever it is, I want you to note this. God has the final say. I said God has the final say. See, because the enemy talk here. But then in verse 45, David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And then look at the boldness of this ready-faced boy. He, he, you know, and how much more you, you are a carrier. Oh, glory be to God. He said this, listen, listen, when is faith? How is your faith released? Through your words. How is your faith demonstrated? Through your actions. David said, today. Shout today. I want to I say this to each and every one of you. Today can be your day of settlement. That means whatever needs to be settled in your life, today can be the, that day. Today, today can be that day. The devil doesn't get to determine that. No one gets to determine that for you. But you, before God, can say, Lord, today is my day of settlement. And everything the enemy has spoken against my life, my children, my family, my finances, my ministry, that voice is silence in Jesus' name. Shout today. What the doctor has spoken today, I'm settling it with the Lord. That by the stripes of Jesus, I'm not going to be healed. I am healed. Mark that on your notes. Today is my day of settlement. David settled it before it was settled. You got to settle it before it's settled. And some of you are frustrated because you haven't settled it. But today is your day of settlement. And then you're going to, when, when it's settled, you go rejoicing, thanking God, walking in the spirit of power. Standing, enduring, established in the love of God, in the faith of God, in the going and the power of the spirit of God. Rejoicing that it is done. People are going to look at you like, don't you, what, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what just switched on you? The spirit of power. What just, wait, wait, what, what, just, what just happened here? Am, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I lost? No, you just need to catch up. We settled some things at church this morning. God's taking care of it. 
He is working it out for our good right now. Everything is going to be all right. The Bible says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. Rejoice and be glad, for he has given you the victory. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. And when <laughs> today, I'm closing. Worship team, come up here. And I'm closing today. Somebody said, like, how about now? How about? <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> Today, the Lord will conquer you. Listen to this. He was conquered. He, he knew it wasn't going to, it's not in his own. He, can I tell you something? It was not, let me tell you something. It was not David's first rodeo. And when, get, and when you have seen the goodness of God, I, I just want to take this belt off and just. It's so big. It's like <laughs> when you have, and, and I know I'm sitting in the midst of people that have seen the goodness of God. I mean, if, if you, it's one thing that, 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 if you've forgotten, that's your issue. Don't ever allow yourself to forget what God has done. You know for what reason it's important to never forget what God has done? Because what God has already done is going to empower you that he do it again in your life. If God did it once, he'll do it again. And you see, and a lot of times we, we, we look at things and they just look so different. But when you look at God, everything looks so new. And that's how David was looking at the situation. That's where his confidence was springing forth. This is not my first rodeo. I've seen what God can do. When I was caring for the sheep, when the lion was coming to take it, when the bear was coming, the, 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 the strength of God will come upon him and he will tear that lion that, 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 that bear to protect the sheep. And Jesus Christ has given his life to give you the good life. And it's not one of defeat. It's one of overwhelming victory. He said, today the Lord will conquer you. And then he said, and I will kill you. And cut off your head. I love it. You see, because even though he knew that God was going to do it, he still had to act. And I will kill you and cut off your head. You see how much I like that? Because, And then I will give the animals. I'm sorry. I will give. And, and, and he says, and then. I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Victories in your life bring glory to God. 
And you should walk in victory because victory lives in you. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The Bible says overwhelming victory is ours. And people will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. You see, he knew what he, by the power of God what he can do. He spoke it and settled it before it was settled, and then he went and acted. And then his outcome was one that he already knew it would be, one of victory. As Goliath moved closer to attack, I love it because Goliath moved closer to attack. The Bible says that David quickly ran out to meet him. He acted quickly. Listen, he acted quickly, the Bible says, and he ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. He hurtled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over. He ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. What kind of church is this? Bible church. Amen. The Bible says that for this reason was the Son of God manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And I'm not talking about cutting people's heads. I'm talking about knowing that Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the enemy. And any work that the enemy works towards your life, God has given you the spirit of power to walk in victory every day of your life until Jesus returns. If you believe that, say amen. I have the victory. Say, I am more than a conqueror. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. Do you believe that? Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, if you're filled with the heavenly language, go ahead and begin to pray that. 